With this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from head coach Mike McIntyre first, then senior defensive lineman Jordan Carroll, and then finally, senior quarterback Seth Olufa. All right. Uh, we had a good off week, and uh, we're excited about playing Thursday night here at Folsom. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, and we're looking forward to seeing everybody there. And uh, You know, it's... Uh, it was good to have a bye week. Our guys uh, got refreshed. We had excellent practices, and so we're excited about going and playing UCLA. UCLA is an excellent football team with a lot of excellent football players. Um, they played our extremely tough schedule, um, so they don't have quite as many wins as, um, as I guess people would think they would, but they're a really, really good football team, very talented, um, and uh, um, they've, uh, you know, they beat us the last three years I've been here, so... Um, it's going to be an extremely, extremely tough contest, and uh, another. Uh, it's a Pac-12 South game, um, so um, we're uh, got our work cut out for us. I'll take any questions at this time. Mike, report out this morning that Josh Rosen uh, done for the season. You guys, I'm sure, prepared for that eventuality. So, so what will you guys get from from their quarterback spot? Well, Mike um, Pafpal, um, he has really played well last week. And each week that he's played since he came in, because we've you know watched all the games, of course, um, he is making all the throws. He's doing a lot of good things. You know, he was a uh, he's a he's an older kid. He's a fifth year senior, but he also went to prep school, so he's an older, mature guy. Um, I imagine, I guess, he's around 23 years old probably after doing all that. So um, he uh, is uh, made a lot of plays, and th- their offense has changed a little bit with him. And uh, um, it's been interesting to watch what they've done. And they, they threw the ball a ton. They've got great skilled athletes to get the ball in space. The young man can get Mike can get the ball out of his hand quick and easy. Makes he can make all the throws. So it's going to be extremely tough for us. They threw the ball quite a bit against Utah. If they come out and want to throw the ball seventy times a game against you, what type of things do you do to prepare for something? Like that? Well, the number one thing is we've got to be able to pass rush. Um, but they do get their ball out of the hands quick. So it's a little bit, that's a little bit misleading because he's going to get it out so quick. We're going to have to tackle well in space, and they've got guys that can make you miss. They, I mean, they scored 40-some-odd points against an excellent, excellent Utah defense that doesn't give up points. So um, I was really impressed with what they did there. Um, their skill guys are good. Their tight end number 11, Issei, is really good athlete, big, big target that they threw to a lot. Um, so... Uh, uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's, they're going to they'll stretch us for for sure. So we're going to have to play really good coverage. Defensive tackles not always the guys that get a lot of recognition. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the, but they're they're doing so much plug in the middle. And Jordan Carroll seems to have, have really stepped up even more this season. What have you seen from him that you that you like? Well, Jordan got stronger over the off season. Uh, he's more powerful. Uh, he, you know, he harasses the quarterback a lot, even though he might not have a lot of sacks. He's in the guy's pocket. He's making him move. He's making it. And then he's done an excellent job on the run, um, you know, holding the lineman off for our linebackers, but, you know, being what we call stout in his gap. Um, I've been very pleased with uh, Jordan's improvement from last year, and I thought he played well last year. I thought he's played really well this year. Coach, yes. After Derek McCartney got hurt, you asked uh, Ryan Muller to kind of move up, play a little closer line scrimmage. Right. Uh, he's a physical guy, but maybe a little undersized for that close line scrimmage. But what did you see out of him uh, that you were, felt confident to make that right. move? And, and how do you feel he's fared these last few games? Ryan's played really well. He really has. He's done a lot of excellent things. And, um, you know, he uh, has made plays up on the line of scrimmage, made plays in the backfield. Uh, you know, he's made plays covering. 
Uh, Ryan was a, a good fit for us there. We play so many teams that play a lot of spread type situations um, or one tight end type with one back. Um, so we were able to, to utilize his strengths there, and uh, Ryan's played really well. He's extremely strong. When you get up to him, if you, if you took his shirt off, you'd see how big and powerful he really is. You know, he's over two, he's about, I guess he's close to 210. And, um, and he, he's really an excellent athlete. And sometimes it's hard. He has an advantage a little bit when linemen pull out because he can dodge them and then get on them. And so it's, it's a little bit different animal for them to try to block out there than a, a bigger guy that's always going to take you on. So I thought that he's, he's done a very good job. It was a great move by um, Joe Tumpkin and Jim Levitt to, to go ahead and do that. We talked about it for a while. They brought it up. I was like, I was scratching my head thinking about it for a minute. I said, hey, let's go with it. It sounds like a good idea. And we went with it. It worked out well. Mike, going back to Jordan Carroll real quickly, he's played almost 400 snaps on the defensive line, just about 70 more than, than your other linemen, anybody else. What does it take to, to play that many snaps in that position? It, it takes a good stamina. You know, the, the reason he's played more snaps than Josh and Samson is when we go to our nickel package, he has a little bit better first step on pass rush at a three technique. And so, therefore, that's where we've used him, and he's helped us some in those pass rush areas. Um, and so that's why he's played a few more snaps. He has a little bit, little, little bit better pass rush. Coach, any update on Davis Price and how he's coming back from mono? Uh, yeah, he still has mono, um, and we've, uh, we've done some tests, um, and we'll do some more tests uh, tomorrow or Thursday to see if he'll be able to play or not. But right now it's still up in the air. Mike, uh, you'd like to tell the team welcome to the fight before yep. each and every game. And coming, out of, <clears throat> coming out of the bye week with four games left, three of them at home, seems like this team is kind of reaching the championship round of the fight. Do you get that sense? Yes, we are. We're, we're, we're in the heavyweight battles is what we wanted to be in. So um, we're, we're there now. And so now we've got to go perform in the heavyweight fights. And uh, so we're, it, it, the kids are excited about it. I'm excited about it. So now we just got to go do it. Um, and, you know, again, like we say, we just got to do what, what Colorado does and not worry about everybody else. And, and uh, when they show up to play, we got to show up to play and, and get one more point somehow. So, yeah, they're excited about it. And I, I, we say welcome to the fight every day because <laughs> every day is a fight in life. We parallel it to life and to football. And so they, I think they're getting it. Coach, have you uh, decided who you'll be having returning punts this Thursday? Uh, we're, right now we have Isaiah Oliver. Uh, we'll be returning punts. How do you feel like you guys handled the bye week? It was uh, late in the year, kind of a strange timing. Do you like how they approached it? Yeah, I think they approached it um, real well. And uh, you know, it's in, it's unique. I haven't been one before, but we have a game on a Thursday coming out of a bye week, so um, I, I like that. To be honest with you, I think it kept them the energy of the game being a little bit closer, uh, and so I'm excited about seeing them play. And you know, it's it's unique that both of us have the exact same situation on a week off of the Thursday game. That's the way the league should do it. I think that's a good fit. They shouldn't have had one of us have a week off and then one of us play Thursday. That wouldn't be a, a quite fair advantage. So I'd like the way that our league worked that out. And, uh, and being a national television game is, is, is excellent too and um, playing here. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm glad we're playing at night, but 3 o'clock in November in Folsom, it doesn't get any prettier than that. So hopefully we can get some more 2 or 3 o'clock games in the future. Like given the uh, kicker situation and, and how they've struggled, how will that impact how you guys uh, play the game, especially as you get on under you know, the opponent's side of the field? Right. If you have a fourth down in, in opponent territory, will the Kaiser maybe go for more fourth downs, things like that? Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. It it really depends on the how the game is going um, and how, how we're doing. Um, 
I'm not trying to cop out on the question. It also depends on the wind in our stadium. As you know, the wind swirls in Folsom at times. Um, so we've got to really be alert to that. Um, and then we will, you know, see how the guys are, are, are – they've kicked well this week. We'll see how they're kicking in warm-ups and, and get a feel for that. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely would like to score more touchdowns and kick field goals. Um, so we'll, we'll look at that as the game goes along and, and the different situations we come into. As a, as a follow-up to that, do you have to consider all that more than you would have if, say, Diego was the Yeah, you would because Diego's leg was so strong. Um, we didn't have to consider that as much. Um, obviously, Seppo, the way that he's taken care of the ball has, has really stood out. Yep. Um, you know, he's played so efficiently, but I think that's that's the thing that's helped as much as anything is, is how well he's taken care of the ball. What what do you see from him that has allowed him to, to step up in that regard even more? Reps, 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 experience, experience, experience. You know, he, he, he can see it, he can make it, and then if he does make a mistake, which he'll make one eventually, he'll be over next snap and ready to go again. He won't shy away a bit. So it's, it's just his experience and his competitiveness, and he's seen so many things, and he studies film so well. And um, I think that that's, that's the best answer I can give you. He's just grown into it. Coach, back to the kicking for a little bit. Has Alex Kinney uh, placed kicked at all in practice this week? Yeah, he has placed kicked in practice this week. And um, he, um, you know, he has a very powerful leg. He's got to get him back into the rhythm of it to be consistent hitting it. Uh, but he has um, um, kicked in practice this week. Would you, would you look first to Chris and then Alex, or you know, how would that? You know, right now we'll look to, to Chris first, um, and, and hopefully that all goes really well. And then, and then, and, and then um, if it doesn't, then we would go, go to Alex. But, uh, you know, Chris has had an excellent week. He's kicked better this week than he has any week, uh, any weeks that, that we had so far. And, um, uh, you know, he's made some kicks in some games. He's done some things. He's just getting in that, getting in that rhythm and getting out there and doing it. Just an update on Phil Lindsay and Aaron Hagler. And what do you think the key has been to you guys having such great success running the football the last few weeks? You know, Phil and um, Aaron practiced all week, looked good, so we feel good about both those guys. Um, the, our running, you know, our, our offensive line um, has stayed relatively healthy. Aaron, you know, comes in and out. He's back, which helps us a tremendous amount. The other thing is our, our, we've done a good job of, um, you know, hitting the holes well, good vision, running through arm tackles. Um, so I think a combination of that. And then our quarterbacks have done an excellent job of getting us in the right calls, seeing things, making sure we don't have as many negative plays because we run into something, um, you know, that, that's, that's key. And not all our calls are that way, but a lot of them are where they, you know, they have a kind of a double option type speak or if he sees something happening, he can throw a bubble or throw the ball, which has helped us uh, be able to be successful. And I think playing, ex- playing extremely fast has really helped us too because there have been some times they just aren't lined up right and they line up and one side's supposed to be in a shade and he's, he's in an inside shade instead of an outside shade and – Boom, here we go. So that's helped us too. Mike, CU's never beaten UCLA since joining the Pac-12. You referenced that earlier. Right. The last two games were especially frustrating. The yeah. The game here in Boulder. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> last yeah. year yeah. was a you know, game where you looked like you guys dominated just about yeah. every statistical category. Just didn't put it on the scoreboard where it counts. Um, yeah. Do you, do you sense your team, your players have payback on their minds, or how does – the last two years of frustrating losses played this week? I, I don't think they think they have payback on their mind, but I definitely believe they can, against anybody we play, they believe they can win the game. 
Um, I'm pretty sure UCLA thinks we'll find a way to screw it up or something because we have the last couple of years. So what we need to do is go out there and, and, and focus and function and, and, and play Colorado football. And uh, I believe that our, our guys um, will do that. I, I don't think they have a, a – you know, we don't have anything up on the bulletin board or any signs going around saying payback or revenge. Um, but uh, they do – you know, we haven't been successful in the Pac-12 South. We won our first one the other day. They like the taste of it. I hope they keep coming with that type of same fire. Um, so maybe it's a, you know, a whole couple years of buildup, and they keep doing it for every game we play. Coach, just to get back to, to Phil for a second here, um, would you use the phrase 100% healthy uh, with him? Yeah, he's 100% healthy. Yeah. His hair looks good, too. I told him, don't cut it. It's like Samson, you know. Were you on door duty last night? What? Were you on door duty for the trick or last night? I got home a little bit um, and got a little bit at the end of it, you know, the 8 o'clock group that came through. <laughs> Our dog, Amelia, was dressed up like a uh, queen mermaid. I don't know how they did that, but that's what she was dressed up. So she came out with it. Everybody loved our dog, so that was pretty fun. Question, you were trick-or-treating. Uh, no, I wasn't trick-or-treating, no. I'm glad I gave away all the candy so I wouldn't eat any. I said, take all you want. They're all. So... You talk about Isaiah Oliver and just how he's developed this year, and yeah. especially the benefit he's getting from uh, playing kind of next to Cheeto and Akello and yeah. Tedrick. Yeah, Isaiah is an excellent athlete. As you know, he scored points in the decathlon and the long jump, I believe, uh, or hurdles in the Pac-12, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, he's extremely bright, uh, uh, excellent athlete. You know, I look at him as a starter back there. He plays a tremendous amount um, when he's in there. We're fine. I don't, we don't blink an eye with those three guys who's ever in. Um, so uh, I've been very pleased with what Isaiah's done. I think he's going to be a keep being an excellent player. I think he's definitely a high caliber Pac-12 corner. He's long. He's athletic. He can judge a ball. He's tough. Uh, he's extremely bright. I've been very very pleased with Isaiah. Thank you, coach. Any other questions? All right. Thank you. Y'all were more awake because I caught you before you ate or you were eating while I was talking. All right, thanks. Uh, you know, one of our one of the guys that looks out for us, uh, he just had a couple extras, and uh, um, a couple of us on the D line we were able to get one. So, yeah. do you like nice that slogan? Does it mean something to you? Oh yeah, it definitely means something to me. Um, you know, when I first got here, I know that Colorado is on the up, um, and uh, this year we've proven that we're on the rise. So, I feel like it fits with the rise as well. Jordan, as, as defensive lineman, you, you guys have done a really good job. Um, you know, plugging up space, creating lanes for, for some of the linebackers and defensive ends to, to get after the quarterback. But uh, when you got your sack at Stanford early in the game, how good did that did that kind of feel and, and how much of a tone do you think that set? Uh, yeah, the play call that we ran, uh, you know, as a three-tech, I had to pop contain. So it wasn't really like a, a A to B rush. Um, so it just felt good to just know that, um, you know, those rushes, sometimes you're not going to get there, but there's going to be those times where it's just going to fall right in your lap, and that's what it did. Um, the pressure flushed him out, and he had nowhere to go, and I was right there in position to make the play. 
you and Josh and Samson and that group, um, how, how well do you think you guys have, have bonded together and, and, and how, how important is that chemistry for you guys as defensive line? Yeah, as a defensive front, uh, it's great to have good chemistry and a good bond between your brothers. Uh, you got to rely on that guy next to you to, to make the play if you're not there. Um, and just over this offseason, you know, we really connected well. Um, this was our first season as, as all of us got together um, and played. Um, so, yeah, like in the offseason, we just continue to work every day. And uh, we go out to eat probably like three or four times a week together. And uh, we just have that, that connection that like not many um, – not many D-lines, I say, have. You know, we we, we talk, uh, we not talk just football, you know, we're talking about life and uh, after football plans and just uh, everyday things that just come into our lives, and uh, we're pretty close. Jordan, can you talk about what kind of stamina it takes to play as many snaps as you do last year? I think you played almost 800 by far the most of the defensive linemen this year. You're about 400 already. Again, most of the defensive linemen and yeah, I think um, being from California, you know, and then coming to this altitude, it took me a while to adjust to the altitude. Um, and once I once I did adjust to it, um, I felt like way better shape than I did playing at sea level. Um, and just knowing that, like, if I get tired uh, this year, I know I've played less snaps. I feel like, um, and I know that there's guys behind me that are ready to step in and make plays. So I have trust in those guys and. Um, I'm not afraid to come out the field when I'm tired. Can you talk just a little bit about what you've seen from UCLA's offense on film? Yeah, you know, uh, studying them on film this week has been kind of everywhere, I'd say. Um, they do a lot of different things, and uh, at the beginning of the year, they're pretty balanced, and uh, as the year has progressed, they've kind of become more one-dimensional. Um, but as far as like what I think they're going to do, I think they're going to uh, come out the game uh, early and try to establish the run like they did against Stanford. They came out in 13 personnel and uh, tried to pound the ball at the start and had a little bit of success. Uh, they tried the same thing against Utah. Didn't, didn't go so well. So um, I think they're going to try to establish the run early. And if we can uh, fill our holes and let our secondary play how they play, um, I, b I believe that we have the best secondary, so if we force them to pass, then I don't think they have a chance. Jordan, you were here last year when you guys played UCLA in Pasadena, obviously a frustrating loss. The year before that, CU lost in overtime. When UCLA, UCLA week comes, do you think back at all to last year's game and how frustrating it was to lose that game? How does that play this week? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there was one play last year that kind of separated us from winning, and that that all um, it all came down to our D line. Uh, we we didn't go the right way on a play, and they went out the gate to the touchdown. So um, we're really more we're more disciplined this year. And like you said, when I hear UCLA, being from Sacramento, you know they were kind of like shaky on recruiting me. And then that next year, they recruited two other guys from my junior college. So I got I mean, it's a California team, so I'm coming after them for sure. Question real quick. You ride a Segway around campus. Could you just talk about like why Segway? How did you get it? Is it to save your legs for the game? Just explain that to me. You know, um, I feel like it's 2016 and technology has taken over. So I wanted to join that trend and uh, basically start a trend here on campus. I feel like I'm the only guy here that rides it around campus. So it's pretty cool to get all these like uh, Snapchat videos and 
people pulling out their phones left and right, even on the streets, people driving their cars, driving. And it's pretty funny, but um, yeah, like the hoverboards was like a little, like a little small stint on campus. And I wanted to crank it up a notch and bring the Segway out here. How did you get it? Wasn't it a family business? Yeah, so um, my family business uh, is called Jam On It, AAU Basketball Academy, and um, we work a lot in convention centers, so traveling or like going from one side of the building to another side, it can get like hectic. So uh, we just, we have like six segways on on our team, and uh, yeah, my uncle just like, he drove her down to Sacramento, and then uh, he dropped it off with my mom, and then at the USC game, my mom drove from Sacramento to... Uh, USC, and then I put it on the equipment truck and <laughs> saved me a couple dollars, you know. <laughs> did you watch the Utah-Washington game on Saturday? Yeah, I did. I watched the whole thing. So what was it like to be, I guess, sitting at your home or a friend's house with your feet up watching Utah lose and then knowing, one, that you guys are atop the Pac-12 South standings, and now that you come out of your bye and you're focusing on USCLA, but you also see that the stretch run leads you exactly to where you want to go, and you guys control your own destiny. Yeah, you're right. We do control our own destiny, and uh, we just got to stick to that one-game mindset. And if we handle business next this week, uh, we're on to Arizona and to handle business then. So, um, yeah, after watching that game, you know, it was a physical game on both sides of the ball up front, and uh, I just really feel like it really came down to um, the D-line and the O-line play of Washington and um, their quarterback of Washington's pretty good. Um, he's another Sacramento guy, so I was pulling for them to win because you know Utah's in our division. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to to play this week and then move on to the next one. Any last questions? Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Go for questions for Sepho Lupa. Sepho, UCLA has a pretty talented secondary. Do you see some of your own secondary in those guys when you watch them on film? No, I don't think I've really thought about it like that. You know, they are some good DBs, a couple good safeties back there, and you can't take that away from them. But I don't think I've ever looked at the film and said, oh, that's a Cheeto right there. So. Um, there's some good players back there, but you know, I don't think that it's anything that we should worry about because I think we've got some really good receivers as well. So it'll, it'll be a good matchup all game long. So feel, feel free to knock on wood if you'd like, but you haven't thrown an interception so far this year and your only turnover being um, the fumble against CSU. What has allowed you or what has, um, I guess, led to your better taking care of the football? Is it, um, is it just a pure experience thing or, or is it something that you've changed um, physically? Just kind of take me through that. I think the biggest part of that, well, there's a couple of things in my mind. I think experience being one of them, knowing when and where to go with the football, knowing when to pull it down and run, and knowing when to throw it away. And I think another big thing, too, is the all-line up front. You know, being able to sit back in the pocket and, and deliver more you know, balls to our playmakers allows you to be more comfortable, and you don't have to rush as much. So if there's a tight window, maybe you can just wait for the second one and it makes it a lot easier on yourself. And so it comes down to decision-making, you know, as a quarterback, but also it helps, you know, with the O-line helping up up front in, in terms of blocking. Uh, so for last week, uh, UCLA 
allowed 360 yards on the ground uh, to Utah. Do you expect that to be a key of this game to, to start off and uh, establish the run game against their defense? It could, it's definitely a key of ours. You know, I think that the biggest thing is to take what they give us. We think we have a couple ideas of what they're going to want to do, and whether or not they showed it on film is irrelevant because I think that we kind of have an idea of what they're going to do due to some things that teams in the past have had success against us. And so running, running the ball has always been a key for us uh, all, all season long, especially when you've been running the ball at a high level as we have. And so that's a, that's a key for us. But I think that overall we could, we'll just take what the defense gives us and, and go out there and execute. Obviously, uh, eliminating turnovers is good. Are there times that you've been too cautious where maybe you could have made a play, but it was in your mind to not throw a ball if you were worried about an interception? I don't think so. I think the biggest example of that is, would that be two weeks ago, whenever we played Stanford, and I missed eight open throws. So I, it's, not a, it's not about not making the throw or trying to fit the ball in tight windows. I just think that everything's kind of flown a little bit smoother, and like I said, the old line's done a lot better. I think the coaches have put us in better positions, and sometimes if it's not there, you're just taking the ball down running and if you have to, switching out the route combination even after the play's been called. Several in that Stanford game, you just said you did miss eight open throws. What do you think, uh, was it just not your best game, or what went into that? It just wasn't my best game. I mean, you go ask any, obviously I'm, I'm not upset anymore, but obviously in the heat of the moment, it's, it's very frustrating because in the past, that's lost us games, and that's why after the game, Someone's, I don't forget what interview it was. I was just like, you know, hats off for the defense because they really want us that game, you know, and to be able to not play your best game and still come out on top is, for me, it's lucky, but it just kind of shows the depth of our team and how far we've come. And so it just wasn't my best game. You can go ask any quarterback if they've had an off game. So, yeah. You've had quite a bit of time since the last time you guys played versus Stanford. So how much of that, how much of, the bye week, did you spend critiquing the game against Stanford, and did you come up with any reason why you and the offense struggled at least in the passing game, and what did you do to fix it? I think just one day is kind of all we kind of took. We go over the game, review it, look at the key coaching points and what we could have done better, and then we moved on. I think ultimately it just comes down to making plays, and because the receivers were there, and it just comes down to either waiting half a second longer and just taking the hit and getting the ball off or straight up just making the throw. And so it's not like we're going to try and reinvent the wheel because the throws were there. It just comes down to me giving the ball to our playmakers and letting them go run. Seth, on Thursday night, you'll uh, tie the school record for the most career starts by a quarterback. Can you talk about does that mean anything to you and your longevity and those kind of things or your ability to survive? <laughs> I, I guess that's the first time I've heard of it. You know, it's it's a blessing to be able to play so long in, in college football. And sadly, that's also, also the reality of it's almost over. And so I just want to focus on going out there and getting a win and trying my best to help help this team get, you know, however many more wins we need this season. You know, we've got four-plus more games, but this one upcoming is the most important one, and so that's what we're going to focus on. You're obviously focusing on UCLA this week, but as you guys approach these final four weeks of the regular season coming off a bye, I know Coach likes to tell you guys welcome to the fight. Does this feel like you're in like the championship rounds of a boxing match? I definitely think so. I think being ranked 
is also going to give extra incentive to teams to come out there and give give us their best you know best shot and so each game is critically important each game is like I always say a championship game because destiny's in our hands and each team is going to come out and and try and win especially three out of four games at home with the rest of the season and they're just very important games and the ability or the the opportunity is before us. I think I was talking to Kenneth and a couple other guys in stretch lines a couple of days ago, and I was like, usually during this time of the year, we're playing for pride, and now we've got something to play for, and it's a great feeling, and it just adds a lot more intensity to practice, a lot more focus, and just the need to go out there and, and succeed and, and show up every week. So a two-part question. One. Are you glad in practice you're wearing a non-contact jersey when you see Jordan Carroll somehow getting through the line? And to what, from your vantage point, what, what have you thought of, of his, of, of just how he's played this year? I'll answer it backwards. Well, if he came through in practice, he's not catching me. That's the first thing. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's done very well this year. I think the strides he's made from last season to this, this season is exponential just leaps and bounds of, of what he's done and been able to do in the offseason. And I think I can't stress enough how much in the offseason you actually win games, you know, during the season. And he's done a lot of work in the offseason to prepare himself to be in the position that he's in. And he's just making a lot of plays. But in terms of practice, he, he won't catch me. When I asked Coach the question about the last two times you guys have played UCLA and how frustrating those losses have been for you guys, he kind of joked that he felt UCLA probably comes into this game expecting, well, see, you will find a way to screw it up again. Because honestly, the past two years, you guys have had every opportunity to win the game and haven't. When you look back on those last two games, um, do you remember those games? Do you think about those games at all this week and how close you were? Does that provide any motivation for this week? Or are those in the past and you just forget about it? I remember them vividly. I don't use it as extra motivation. I haven't thought about it like, oh, we need to finally you know, just use it as a motivation. I think that ultimately, I think I had two picks a game against those guys um, in both games. And I think taking care of the football and scoring points, you know, I think it sounds basic and, and self-explanatory, but I think last year, especially when we put so many yards up against them and moving the ball up and down and basically controlling the rules, but not being able to put points up, it, it really hurt. And so, the big thing is getting touchdowns this week, not just field goals and, and putting points on the board and, and trying to put the game away because I think that we've let a couple teams this year stay around and the defense has done their job, but offensively we haven't gone out there and just you know put more points on the board and put them away. I think Arizona State was a, a great example of that, how we came out strong in the second half, had that big run by Phil, and then after that we just kind of sputtered and, and didn't really put any more points until the last drive where we ran the ball all the way down. Some of the last few games here of your senior season, not from a team perspective, but from an individual perspective, are there any more goals you want to accomplish? To win. I think that that's the biggest and, and the ultimate goal. I think these last four games are, are really important for us. You know, obviously you want to you know take the next and the next game as the most important, but these next four games are really important to be able to do something that hasn't been done in a while in terms of going to a championship game and just being able to turn the program around and leave it on a better foot and that's my goal is is to leave it in a better spot and just to, to keep winning and 
take care of the football. I definitely want to take care of the football. Any final questions?